Hello, everyone. This is Pete Werner, and as promised, this is our Best of Bob show. Uh, over the past several weeks, uh, a number of our listeners have been telling us about their favorite Bob moments on the podcast, and I figured it only made sense to assemble those into some kind of some kind of show. Uh, I thought I would start the show with some discussion about naps. Bob was very passionate about his naps. He found places to catch a few minutes uh, no matter where he was. And to tell you the truth, it was I, I caught him a couple of times nodding off during the show. But we always knew that whenever the discussion of late park hours came up, that there would absolutely be that caveat Bob put into every discussion about it that you had to go take a nap. Sunday brunch at almost every one of the larger hotels that has a restaurant. Oh, good. Great. Thank you. Mr. Varley. My rapid fire. I just want to add to what you just said, Peter. Uh, the pack hours for the 1st through the 12th of April, they expanded them out uh, just about a week ago to be midnight, 8 a.m. to midnight at the Magic Kingdom. Oh, okay, So good. it gives you a bunch of time. And if they do an uh, extra magic hour at night, that puts the park open till 3 a.m. So That's cool. Whatever day. So I, I really, it is cool to kind of stroll well, around. The extra ma- well, whenever they're keeping the park open until midnight, you know the crowds are going to be crazy. And if you can right. use your extra magic hour, use it. But go back to your hotel and take uh-huh. a nap and then come back <laughs> later on. <laughs> you knew that was coming, Kevin right? I was just about to say it. <laughs> Bob's take a nap advice. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> if they have kids, they should take a nap. If they're old, they should take a nap. If they're going to be there a long time, they should take a nap. There I, are people who go through life with no naps. I believe it. I'm not one of them, by the way. I believe in naps, I Bob. Am, I, have I know. Pi- I have a picture of you. See, but Bob, go ahead. I have a picture of Bob actually taking a nap in the parks on your on your. Uh, on his Ricky on Bobby was that over in? in uh, that was Universal. over at Universal. We yeah. come, we come out of Men in Black, and Men Bob is passed out. Well, <laughs> understand that Bob's naps are these. He takes these five minute power naps. He'll be sitting somewhere, and he'll just, <laughs> <laughs> and then he's wide awake, <laughs> and then he's good. He's good for another couple of hours, and then you know he'll be someplace else. And <laughs> I can understand the nap advice when the park is open till three a.m. Yeah, but when the park is open until eight or nine, going home and oh, taking a no nap naps. is. No you naps. know, you're wasting a huge yeah. part of your day. No naps on those days. I, I truly believe it. I can also take a nap with my eyes open, too. Unless you have children. small children who require a Okay, nap. this is... This then is, put them in a locker. This is rapid fire. <laughs> I, it, oh, that ship sailed about 10 minutes ago. <laughs> <laughs> I, I got assigned a project today uh, to go into uh, Epcot to check out... Okay. El Rio del Tiempo. Very good. (laughs) And that was with a Boston accent. That's right. So Regina sent an email, hey, it's opening up today. And I said, okay. So Peter says, well, go over there if you can. So, But picture me on my electric cot. Don't make fun of me. We're not making fun of okay. you. We're making but fun really hard at I'm you. Trying, I'm trying to get all this information, so I, I'm trying to get through the crowds. And like Corey said, the kids on the wheels, on the shoes are getting in my way. But if you get a – just put a picture in your mind of me driving this cot about 15 miles an hour around World Showcase, zipping in and out of traffic and, and around people and – 
honking my horn. And uh, so, but I get to El Rio del Tambo. And I come to the point, and there's this big wall there. And, and I, I, I call Regina. I said, Regina, it's closed. Well, I thought it was open today, and it was supposed to be open today. But instead, now instead, they're opening they're it. Instead, they're now opening it up on April 6th, Friday. This coming Friday. Right. So El Poor Rio <laughs> del Tiempo will open up Friday, April 6th, right after well, the Well, it'll be open up as the um, uh, the well, grand, what is it, uh, Grand Fiesta Tour with the three caballeros. So, I mean, Epcot's Flower and Garden, which I'm very excited about. I got One of the other uh, popular segments that's been requested by our our listeners was uh, from uh, Bob's review of the golf courses around Central Florida a few months back, where he described Bob Golf. And as I was listening back to this segment, it occurred to me that this is a great metaphor for Bob's the way Bob lived life. If you didn't like the rules of the game, you simply played a different game first four days and the last day we played just one round of golf and then we went to a, our favorite restaurant before I threw them on a plane and they went back with their golf c- clubs so we'd tee off at 7am Monday, Tuesday and Wednesday that week and then uh, we'd get we, we play Bob Golf and it's like best ball and everybody just what does that mean? Okay, best ball means everybody takes a shot at it, and whoever's ball is the best, you hit from that next spot and then move on. So we just try to, to – everybody tries to get a combined score of see what the best score we can as a group. Bob makes up all these strange games. I might be good at golf if I played like that. Do you remember the episode of Lucy where they tried to teach Lucy and Ethel to play golf and you had to step on the ball and hop on one foot? Yeah. Well, his, Bob, golf, right. Bob Golf, I'm not one that is out there to have the perfect score. I'm there to have fun and in, enjoy the round of golf with my friends. I need to go play with you, Bob. And <laughs> sounds fun. I, I've, I have my next door neighbor. Uh, who used to go out every week, and he was with a company uh, tournament every week, and they played, oh, oh, the ball moved, that's a stroke, and all that stuff. I don't care if it's in the trap. If you want to kick it out, kick it out. If, you, if, it's, in the, <laughs> if it's in the rough, you don't like this spot, you didn't like that one, move it. <laughs> I mean, I tee up the ball on the fairway. Bob enjoys putting from the rough. Well, I've done that too, but... It's, you know, I'm out there, I spend my money, and I, I want to have a good time. And my friends have a good time when we, we're out playing golf. I mean, we teed off at 7 o'clock in the morning those first three days, and the sun hadn't even come up. And it was like... If I had to get up at 7 a.m., I'd be teed off, too. No, I was getting up at 5.30 because I, I still had to do some of my work. How can you see your balls in the dark? I actually had a, a ball that lit up. I, have, I do I have, not doubt it. Did you see the doctor? <laughs> <laughs> no. And you thought this was not going to be any fun. <laughs> Did anybody think we were not going to hijack this? So, you know, it's, it's 7 o'clock in the morning with a first out, and, you know, we have fun, but we move right along. And an average time of golf is between four and five hours. We were doing three and a half hours in the morning because we were the first ones out. And we're getting done by like ten thirty, eleven o'clock, and then we'd go have lunch at 
the sub shop you you guys like that I bring the subs from. Oh, some great subs. And uh, Nicole's. And, uh, and then we'd go back to the house. I'd do some more work for an hour. And then I, we'd go out to the second round for like 1 or 2 o'clock in the afternoon. And we'd be done as the sun was setting for those first three days. Did you realize he said he'd get done at 11 o'clock, had lunch, worked for an hour, and was back out on the golf course at 1 o'clock? He goes by Bob time, time too. <laughs> I'm quick. It's not if just I, Bob I, Golf. It's if, Bob time. If I have a golf cart and a, a car, I can, I can get around pretty quick. Now, there's been a running joke on the show for some time now that it's not an episode of The Diz Unplugged unless there is some poop reference. It can also be said that some of the... Uh, Best moments we've had on the show came when Bob decided to add a flourish to someone else's segment. Both of these things kind of converge and are well illustrated in this next segment, which gave rise to the discussion of pig poop. Bring cutter. And for those of you who have... (laughs) Bring off. (laughs) For those of you who have... Wondered if there's any culture in Central Florida. There's not. <laughs> there's the ninth annual Pig on the Pond barbecue cook-off oh, in okay. Claremont. Oh. oh, right. That's my town. That's out by Bob. March 9th and 10th at Pig Waterfront. On the now pond. Sign me up. It's a barbecue competition. <laughs> it, when I first moved there, I said, what the heck is a pig on a I'd pond? Be, I'd be afraid it's for like, my life. I was for the first two years before I, I actually went to it and found out what it was. It's it was real, is it neat? We yeah, had this instead they have these of a museum. Barbecue <laughs> competitions, and you go out there and you sample the different ones, and all these uh, comp- uh, barbecue comp- uh, competitors come in and they they sample the stuff, and you buy tickets, and it's pretty cool. And well, then they, for some reason, they drop stuff out of a helicopter and pigs. <laughs> no, it's, uh, it's pigs like, hit the pond. What is it? it's like? I don't know, uh, pig doot or something. But they drop what? Some, what? <laughs> what? They they put these things out there. And what? if, if whatever happens falls on the on the thing, and okay, you well, have that number, pig it's like a lottery. Is that pig like pig is, poop? Yeah, pig dude is pig poop. They drop uh, pig. They drop. Okay. Pig they drop something you from guys a helicopter. had a party in Claremont. Yeah. Do we go, <laughs> scary stuff goes on out there. I told you I didn't go for the first two years. Do we go to the bug show where the pig poop? <laughs> <laughs> In case you're tired of Disney World, I've given you options. <laughs> I'm going to Disney World. I they don't drop me. I don't write this stuff, oh, guys. Oh, <laughs> All right, I have nothing to compare with pig poop. <laughs> uh, sorry, guys. No, that's good. I have a correction. Oh, okay. The pig poop. <laughs> oh, what a way to end a show. Wasn't dropped. From a helicopter. I, I, it I was, was just corrected. Spread nope. around by hands? Nope. It wasn't. It was thrown by the hands. It handle. wasn't pig poop at all. It's actually donkey poop. Okay. And for those listening for the first time, are you serious? Yes. It's donkey poop. They put the donkey in the corral and they have all these spaces marked off. And when the donkey poops, and if it's your number, you win a prize. So they it's don't like, actually they're feeding the donkey. Oh up. what? They, my yeah, they feed God. the donkey too. They don't drop a pig poop out oh, of a helicopter. Thank you for that correction. Right before I have lunch. Okay, <laughs> I'm sorry. I had to. I had to do. I an have update. to tell you, this is Claremont, folks, not Orlando. Yeah, yeah that's exactly that's Claremont. Claremont. <laughs> yeah. I for those listening for the first time, you have to listen to Lex last week's show. And apparently, Claremont is in fact the mother-son dating capital of the world. <laughs> <laughs> Baboom! If they have. 
donkey poop <laughs> as part of the lottery process. I am it's petrified that that bingo. is within a half hour of my house. Really, when I turn on the TV, it's that girl with the little ping pong balls. So you're telling me there's a donkey picking your lottery numbers? Is that on? <laughs> no, that's, that's a different lottery. And the numbers tonight are. <laughs> okay, bring the donkey. 14. <laughs> 22. This is what goes on out in Claremont, folks. This is why I'd be just... very happy the tourist corridor is so protected in this town. Yes. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Oh, I feel better now. Goodness. You know, a lot of the segments that our listeners uh, suggested for this show were some of Bob's funnier moments, and there's no question that Bob brought a great sense of humor um, to the podcast. But Bob was also one of the most knowledgeable people on the subject of Walt Disney World that I had ever met. And he knew it from a very, very intimate perspective. I mean, you know, liter- lit- literally down to the location of bathrooms. And he had a lot of experience. Whenever he was on Disney property, he was exploring. Everything was an adventure for Bob. And Disney was certainly no exception. So he always was looking for that angle, that tip, that thing to tell people. He loved being the Disney answer guy. And I really think that one of his best segments... Personally, I think one of his best segments was the original Send Bob to the Parks uh, episode, which was our February 20th show, 2007. And uh, he was sent to Fort Wilderness at the suggestion of one of our listeners. And, in fact, I had told Bob after this segment that I thought it was it was one of my favorites. So I really wanted to include that here while we're certainly paying homage to his humor uh, we certainly need to recognize his, his his great content contributions to the show. And with that, we're going to move on to uh, our, our the first installment of a, a new segment that we're going to run every so often called Send Bob to the Parks. This is where you tell us what you want us to go find out for you, what you, want, what you would like us to research for you, and then we make Bob go out into the parks and do it. And I'd like to see some real creative suggestions from our listeners. Uh, for things that we can ask Bob to go into the parks and find out for us. So, uh, Bob, this week we, uh, we we wanted to know about Fort Wilderness and wanted to tell us what you've learned. Yeah, I was over there, and I, I found out a lot of stuff. Uh, number one, the most important thing is this books very quickly. They're very busy. You can book 500 days out. It's recommended that you book 500 days out. Yeah. If you have some – there's a lot of people there that – Go every year at certain times, like Christmas time, or the, for the whole month, or even the whole winter. They they'll book a, a site. You're talking about the campsites, right? The campsites, Fort Wilderness campsites, and the, and, and the cabins too. They they sell out rather quickly too. So, uh, I can't stress that enough. And if you're planning to camp, if you're planning to right. use a camper or an RV or a tent, you have to do that. You really should use every day of that 500 day window. Right. If if you have a set date that you want and you want to be there for Christmas, get on the phone. That's an airplane. That's an airplane. How weird. Hearing, oh, that's weird. How weird that we're picking that up. I may even leave that in the show. <laughs> An airplane's flying overhead and we're picking up its... Yeah, we picked up the signal. Uh, going back, another thing that I found out that I wasn't aware of is there's free, not free, there's internet service at the campgrounds. Uh, they have 
three sites. There's a, a wireless connection right where you check in. There's also another place. It's They call it an Internet Cafe that's right there as you check in. You can go and plug in your Internet. And then they also have over at the restaurant uh, down near the Hoop-de-Doo Review, they have a wireless hotspot. If you have a cabin, all of those have a direct connect. Oh, really? All the cabins have direct connect. And if you have a per- – to get Internet connect, direct connect – on campsites for like some of the RVs, you have to do the preferred campsites. So the preferred campsites Those have direct ones, connect as right. well. And it's a nine ninety five charge per day. But you know, who would have thought years ago that uh, you could hook up an internet connection at a campground? I wanted to go over the different types of seasons that they have. Mm-hmm. Uh, their value season, they consider January 1st to February 14th, July 29th to November 15th. Those are the value season. And for a campsite, it's about $41. That's what's listed right now. Now, I, I don't do a lot of camping. Um, do we know if that's a, a, a reasonable it's, price? Is that high? That's is that, expensive for camping. Is you it? are yeah, so looking at the wrong person. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, a lot of camp, those campgrounds... Depending on the amenities, I mean, you have to look at the amenities when you're paying the $41. Yeah. yeah. For a campsite with a partial hookup, it's $41. And partial hookup considers water and electricity mm-hmm. on the hookup. A campsite with a full hookup, which has sewer involved with it too, that's $46 a night. Which, you know, if you're in an RV, at a, at a good campgrounds with all the amenities you have, you have the campfire for Chippendale, the movie at night, you have the the big pool. There's two pools in the area. That's that's a value, you know, and you're at Disney. You're right there. Now, River Country is no longer open. River Country's closed. That's an area that is for future development. And that was really cool, too. Yeah. I love that. That was that, great. The problem with the River Country was it was connected to the lake, and the water in the lake there's a bacteria that that grows in the lake in Florida. Um. And they had trouble dealing with the bacteria. And with the low levels of water, when we went through the droughts a few years back, Mm -hmm. that was part of the situation, too. And it just, you know, it it didn't work out. It's a shame because River Country had a nice history. It was was the first water park. Yeah. I foresee something else going there somewhere down in down the road. But it was never designed really to be another water park. It was designed to be the pool for yeah. uh, right. Fort Wilderness. But and it just became so popular too that I, it was always crowded. Whenever it also I went was there. a great deal of upkeep. It was all wood, so yeah. it looked old-fashioned. And the weather here in Florida really can take its toll on that. Yeah. Yeah. So it was a lawsuit waiting to happen. Come on, yeah. yeah. yeah you, 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 <laughs> sharp edges, and, and you can't see like as far as sharp edges, bacteria. What could go wrong? As far as the yeah. lifeguards go, you can never see the bottom, right? Because it was so yeah, so murky. Because that bacteria, that's why you never see anybody swimming. But besides the fact there's stuff in the water that will eat you, um, <laughs> yeah, alligators and things, piranhas. And- the the preferred campsites are fifty five dollars a night, and that includes the water, electric, sewer, and the cable. Hookup, so but I think they hit you for another nine ninety five on top of that. You just have the ability to hook in to cable if you want from there, but you can hook it up. Uh, but if you want to watch it, it's ten dollars more. Yeah, they charge you more. <laughs> so, 
It's like and that's Disney for you. There you go. So re- their regular season runs from April fifteenth to July twenty eighth, and I'll go quickly on that. Fifty eight dollars for the partial, sixty nine for a full hookup, and the preferred is seventy five dollars. For those of you not from Boston, Bob is saying the word partial. Partial. <laughs> well, earlier when he first when he first got here, we were talking. He was talking about the God Shack, and I'm like, God has a shack. At- How much does Disney pay him? Yeah, really. What is that? What does that set him back? I just want to set a few things straight. Number one, this is all the time I get this. It isn't just on the podcast. It's every day. They make fun oh, of my we accent. we love his accent. It's, very, it's, 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 it's part of Bob's charm. Yes. The Excuse other, me. It's part of his charm. His charm. <laughs> the other thing is it's Bob Varley right. with a V. Yeah, yeah it's we're not Bob get, Marley. We're going to get to that. We're going we're gonna to get to that. Okay. So uh, that's regular season. Peak season is February 15th to April 14th. And the rates go 67, 79, and 85 for a preferred campsite. Okay, now that's expensive. Yeah. But okay. it's still, I mean, it's still, cheaper than, a, yeah. you know, a normal resort, right? Right. It's absolutely cheaper than a normal resort. Right. But you're driving your hotel room. I mean, well, I mean, if you enjoy that, that that's, you know, that's the, fine. But. Right. But if you have an RV, and that's not unreasonable for, for what you get, really. So, and then, then there's a pre-holiday season they consider November 16th to 19th. And... That's not a bad rate. Uh, Forty-five for the partial, uh, fifty for the full hookup, and fifty-eight for the preferred campsites. So that's between November and December. And finally, hold on to your hats, folks. Holiday season is December twentieth through the thirty-first, and a partial hookup, p- partial. <laughs> he can't even do it when he tries. <laughs> those those 70, are loose of ours. Seventy-eight dollars for the. That hookup, ninety-one for a full hookup, and, and it's ninety-six dollars for a preferred hookup. I, there they are. Yeah, those extra I, can, I can get the R's. In. And you know, I, I'm and I'm not one. I, I really can't criticize anybody too much for dropping their R's. Being from uh, being from northern New Jersey, I have a habit of water park. Yeah. Now, one of the things about the campsites is that people really get into um, decorating. And being a part of sort of the festivities. If you go over there at Christmas, people go nuts. Yeah, it's outrageous. Yeah. They really, really need stuff. They, they decorate. So it's it's a different feel than just having a hotel room, that's for sure. And, and personally, I think the, the best part of Fort Wilderness has got to be the hoop de doo review. Oh, I love that. Um, I love the hoop de doo review. And I know that some people don't like the food they serve there. I think those chicken and ribs are so good. Yeah. I yeah. could. I, I mean, it's. I, I love it. I absolutely love it over there. I the best too. part the golf cart. Yeah, I looked into the golf carts, too. If you have a campsite and, you know, some of the people that come and stay for a long period of time, they actually have a tow vehicle and they have their own golf carts that they bring with them. But I inquired about that, and it's about $50 a day to rent one of those to blast around. And that's something that you need to know when you're at the campgrounds. You're not going to be able to get in your car, car, from from <laughs> vehicle, <laughs> your your mode of transportation and drive around the campgrounds. It just they don't allow it. You have to leave it on site, and you take the bus. They have two buses, and they go opposite directions and different loops. And I never could understand the loop thing, but uh, so you get on to go up to the to get the bus, 
to go to the theme parks. And uh, so your transportation is limited. So a golf cart, you can take it, drive it from your site, leave it up by where the boat docks, and and go to the Magic Kingdom or the transportation center, and then come back. You know, just lock it, take the key, and and do that. So that's how you really get around those two transportations. Uh, and it's very important that you understand that. Okay. Uh, there's other stuff. I was talking to a girl, and they have a, a, a restaurant, and uh, it's all you can eat. It's a breakfast. They have a breakfast br- buffet. It was really good the time we did yeah. that. Is that the backyard barbecue? No, that's this is separate. Uh, just give me a second, and I'll, I'll pull it up. Um, oh, is it Trails End? Trails End. Trails, yeah, Trails End, End Buffet. It, yeah. That's it. And we, we've, we've gone there. to that, and we had mixed reviews on it when we went there that time but it's it's a bargain uh for breakfast for an adult it's 11.99 for a child three to nine it's 7.99 that's got to be the cheapest buffet on property i I have to tell you it was the most unusual assortment of food we went for dinner and the food was good but it was like it was really an unusual assortment of food on a buffet yeah like well I, i have some of the items uh once i get through the pricing uh, for breakfast, uh, scrambled eggs, omelets. You can get Mickey waffles, sausage, bacon, hash browns, cereals, yogurts, the regular. So that's a that's a fairly good price for for Absolutely. that. Absolutely. And and then lunch is twelve ninety nine for an adult and eight ninety nine for a child three to nine. And then the dinner is seventeen ninety nine and nine ninety nine. Wow, that's really reasonable. Right after can, going to. Uh, Liberty Tree Tavern, Ugh. you know, paying twenty eight dollars and for that, for that swill. Yeah, so it, there's a lot of good stuff there, and some of the items on the on the at least the dinner they have barbecued ribs, fried chicken. There's a cob meat every night. They have peel and eat shrimp. Uh, I haven't eaten yet today. <laughs> pasta, sorry, veggies, salad bar, soup, and desserts. So it, it's it's a good mix, and the uh, restaurant's open to everybody. It's not yeah. just so you don't just have to stay at the campground and campground to go there. So, that's but again, the, it's it's an event getting to it. You have to yeah, park really your car is. in the main parking lot and get on one of those buses that Bob was talking right. about. You can't drive up to it. Right, yeah. you have to park the car in the parking lot, out by where you check in, and and take the bus in. And for people that do th- want to do that, or people that are going to the Hoopty Doo review. They need to know allow a lot of trans- transportation time because it does take a good half hour from the parking lot to get there. I love the hoop de doo review. You love it, too. Peter. I agree. I and agree. I it's think a, it's a great show. It's a great take, and uh, if you haven't experienced it, you really should look into it. We have information on the website that you can go to. We're going to have a lot, of, um, a lot of this information or links to a lot of information uh, on the show notes as well this week. So Yeah. It's really a legend at Disney World. Yeah. So. Did what? you know it's the longest-running dinner theater in the world? Is it really? I, no, I did not know I that. I did know that. I did. Another thing about Fort Wilderness, one of the things I like to tell people, if, if you're in the theme park for the day like the Magic Kingdom and you need a break, go down to the boat and take the boat to Fort Wilderness. And just it's a relaxing ride. It lets the kids relax a little bit. If you want to do any of those, that, that dinner or lunch or something, and then go see the, does it, some animals 
up there by the Hoop Dee Doo re- Review. They have a petting zoo. They have the petting zoo, but they also have the horses that uh, walk up and down Main Street. That's where they take care of them. And uh, there's a blacksmith shop that takes care of them up there. So there's a lot of stuff going on. And it's, you know, you got the Chippendale at night with the campfire, and that's every night, and they have a movie every night. It's an outdoor movie, outdoor correct? Outdoor movie, right. That is Chippendale, not the Chippendales. Chippendale, <laughs> right. right. And I parked the car in the parking lot. Uh, yeah, ba-boom. Uh, the pool is open 24 hours, the, cent- the central pool. Is it? Yeah. And uh, so it gives, you know, people... The campground's atmosphere, they can go swim whenever they want. So. The, the movie outside is there's no charge for that either, from right. what I understand. And they make s'mores at the campfire. Right. Mm-hmm. And then there's a wagon ride every night, too. There's two wagon rides, and it, when it fills up, it takes off and does its thing. So, you know, people that love camping, it's a great time. I can't, th- I can't think you would have a better experience camping anywhere else, no, honestly. Th- I mean, it's like opened, the most elaborate campground in the world. Right. This <laughs> opened in 1971 when they... Disney World Open, and it's just a great time. For those of you, it's another great idea for those who are on a budget. If you're looking for something to do at night that doesn't cost anything, you can take your kids to that outdoor movie where Chip and Dale will be, and they'll make s'mores. So it's a character interaction. So it's not necessarily, you don't necessarily have to be staying. No, you don't have to be a guest at the resort. It's open to everybody. And I think that's a great idea for people who are looking for something to do that doesn't really cost anything. Now, even if you're staying off property? I mean, well, I, I don't. They don't. Well, I, they've never ID'd anybody. I don't know that they would want us telling people that it's open up to the the whole public. Technically, but, you can't get on Disney transportation without a resort ID. How many times have we been on the monorail, or yeah. you know, without a resort ID? But technically, that's for resort guests only. Take that for whatever value you want to take it. Right. At. So yeah, wink, wink. It's only for resort guests. Yeah, wink, wink. wink. wink, wink, wink. <laughs> but it's a great time, you know, and, and it's something that the kids can do. And it's, you know, plus that thing about the break. Just take the boat back and forth. It's like 45-minute ride, which gives you time to relax. And that's my report today. Well, I'm going to have some pictures. Uh, we'll get them up hopefully this week. I, I had a few technical things on that, but we'll work on it and update the uh Photo gallery. Well, that was a that was a great report, Bob. I really appreciate it, thanks. and uh, thanks for that. Now, another uh, of Bob's favorite events to cover was uh, Star Wars weekends. Uh, he attended every year, in spite of the fact that he was not really a big Star Wars fan. Uh, Bob loved, as I said before, Bob loved to go and get the information. If he knew it was popular, if he knew someone would want to know about it, Bob would go out and do that research. Even if he only thought that five people wanted the information, Bob would, Bob wanted to go out and do that research. And uh, he knew Star Wars Weekends was really popular. We always got a lot of questions about it on the boards and emails, even before the show. And Bob always made it a point to be there to cover the opening of Star Wars Weekends and to report back on the site. So I thought we should include uh, last year's uh, installment for Star Wars Weekends, which also incidentally gave rise to one of the more popular videos on our YouTube channel, our Send Bob to the Park Star Wars Weekend video. If you haven't seen that, you really need to go out and see it. We'll include a link to it in the show notes this week, along with some other videos we have up. So here is Bob on Star Wars Weekends. 
And we're going to move on. And Mr. Varley did a Send Bob to the Park segment. He went over to check out the opening of Star Wars Weekends at MGM. What's your report, Mr. Varley? My report is I went over there Friday and got there early. And Bob was, was mistaken for an Ewok. Yeah, an Ewok. <laughs> I, had, I had my EVC vehicle. And I actually I was sitting on uh, Hollywood Boulevard. And uh, so, I mean, it, it, they had the basic things. You, you have the sign as you're going through the gate just before it with the Star Wars so everybody can take a picture there. But this year, I don't know if they've done it in past years. They had the stormtroopers. They had four of them up on top of the roof where you go through the turnstiles. And they, they, were, they had microphones, and they were talking to people, hey, you down there. Oh, really? Yeah. So, and that was cool. They did that uh, from the time I got there till just before the parade because the st- stormtroopers were in the parade, so they, they came down the ladder and that. And uh, I thought that was pretty cool. Uh, the parade starts at 11.15, just to let everybody know. Uh, try to find a spot along the route. It, come, it starts out, it goes right up Hollywood Boulevard, and it goes over to the Star, star Tours area. So it just goes up straight up and then takes a shop left. Uh, anywhere along there, you can get a pretty good seat uh, to, to watch the, uh, the parade. It's not long. It's like five minutes or so, uh, five, ten minutes. Uh, it's a basic parade. that They, they start with uh, Mickey is dressed up in his Star Wars stuff, and he's in a car first, and they have a whole bunch of the little kids with their lightsabers, they go up the street first, and that's pretty cool, and all the parents are following behind them. And then they, they bring all the stars and the, the three cars. They have three guests each week, uh, each, you know, each week of the uh, month. And uh, uh, they put them in a car, and then they have all the stormtroopers and all the different characters walking up, and the Darth Vader. And it's, it's pretty cool. So that happens each day of the event uh, at eleven fifteen. So you want this is a sure. Friday, Saturday, Sunday thing they do every yes. week. Yes, and uh, one of the things I want to mention about the Star Wars weekend, if you are in an electric cot like I am, and you're not into the Star Wars, avoid Star Tours area because it really gets congested over there. They get the people uh, having pictures taken with the different characters. Mm-hmm. So it gets tight over there. There's other ways to get to the back lot area, and you may want to think about taking that and going going that way instead of through there because it is congested. Uh, they have the, the Jedi training program for the kids, which is cool, you know, uh, several times during the day. Make sure you, you get a Star Wars program when you come in uh, to the park and look at it and kind of look at the different times that the events are going on. Uh, the ABC TV theater has a couple of shows. One's called Behind the Force. It's a 25-minute show, and that happens at 10 a.m., 11 a.m., uh, 3.45, 5, and 6 p.m. So you want to line up. You want to get there about a half an hour before the show to, to get in. So pick one of those times to do that. And then they have, once a day, they have the star, Stars of the Saga, 
celebrity talk show, and they, the three guests that are in the park for that week come out on stage and they sit down in, on a couch and chairs and, and talk about they have questions and answers. And mm-hmm. it, that goes for probably about 20, 25 minutes also. And that was pretty cool. I, got, I did get some video of that. Uh, while we were there, I shot some video of the parade also, and uh, so and that's about that's about it. I mean, they also have a Legends of the uh, the Jabba's Hut, which while I was sitting on Hollywood Boulevard, I found interesting. All these collectors, Legends of the what? It's Legends of Pizza Hut, Legends of the Force. Uh, <laughs> that's the motorcade. That's what they call the motorcade. I'm sorry, I I, I read. Too far. Jabba's Hut is where they have the merchandise for the Star Wars. Oh, okay. And they have the collector's pins. Uh, I say Legends of Jabba's Hut. That sounds and, kind of disgusting. And Kevin, Kevin can, you know, some of these events they have limited edition. Uh, like they have, a, they had a Luke Mickey uh, pin that was limited to six hundred, and they had actually that's a figurine. I'm sorry. And then they had the pins, which were R two D two and three C C three P O. Yeah, guy. They have that pin and the Princess Leah uh, pin. Uh, limit one thousand. So those were on sale, and they have other items there. And what I noticed was these people were walking by with case a, a full case of something. Uh, that they were carrying out, that these people were probably buying and going to sell on eBay and stuff. But there were a whole bunch of people doing that. The plushes in the past, the little plush characters, all have uh, are dated. And in the past, some of them have become highly coveted also. There was a Darth Vader Mickey plush. I like that That one. was highly coveted. I'm not sure if it was last year or a couple of years ago, I apologize for not having that information, but those are very popular also. Now, this is like the 30th anniversary of Star Wars. It was, yeah, they played yeah. it up. Really I was going to say, did they do anything special for that? They just played it up that it was the 30th year. And, and to be honest with you, the park was really jammed uh, for the day. And uh, I, I ended up staying till the early afternoon when it started raining, and then I ended up booking out of there. But they, they had... Uh, one of the the guests that were there was the guy that Warwick. No, Warwick Davis wasn't there. They had him listed there, but they had someone else come in. Kenny Baker, who's the the guy that was inside R two D two R two D two, yeah, and he's short. Yeah, little guy. Yeah, and he fits in a trash can. Yeah, but he was short, and he had a little problem. the The weather was affecting him, and he had some bronchitis, so he was having a hard time talking. But it was amazing. They showed they actually showed some video inside of him in his costume with the head off, and he went through and told some of his, uh, you know, what was good and what was bad about it and how he kept cool, and it was like a toaster in the middle of a desert when they put him in oh, some of these imagine. places. It's, it makes me claustrophobic just thinking about yeah. it. Yeah, so they explained some of that. And then they, Jay Laguna, I know he, he was there. Uh, <laughs> Captain, <laughs> Captain Typo. Typo? <laughs> Captain, Captain Typo. 
typo. He's, he's the one who ran Java the Hut. He's <laughs> the coffee bar. The black uh, eye patch on his head and the red hat. He was Captain there. Typo. Wasn't yeah. he in it Pirates? Captain Typho. Oh, Typho. Sounds like a character from like it, a, was uh, on the attack a public the... public service announcement about you know making sure you. You spell check. Schoolhouse Rock. Well, he was in a, Attack of the Clones and Revenge of the Nerds. <laughs> Seath. Revenge Sith. of the Sith. I'm not good at it. Mistype Sith. But like we talked about before, they also, something new, rather than having people fight who's in line first for the autographs, they have the Disney Fast Pass where you, you go over and get the Fast Pass. and Typo. <laughs> I think that's why he's You're killing me. I love it. Just doing my job. So, that's the bad guy. The good guy's Captain Spellcheck. Yeah. <laughs> Spellcheck. Oh, you guys are. Uh, some of the other things. There's a, uh, why do you think I sent you to Star Wars Weekend? Because I know you can't pronounce these names. I know. that was. I, I was waiting for you. Some of these names are really hard. Uh, Sith. They have R's in them. Yeah, all four <laughs> letters of Sith is really tough. Doc... Doc Lord of the Sith. That's Darth Vader. Uh, but you should have seen the line for him. He's over by the entrance to the backstage tour area. Darth Vader? Yeah. And uh, uh, Mickey dressed up in his Mickey thing was over over that way, too. His Mickey thing? Well, they had him in air-conditioned area. Darth Vader dressed him up all in black. Let him stand out in the sun. Stick him out in the sun. Yes. Let's stick him out in the sun. You have a trap at Mickey's house. Yeah, really. Mickey gets to stand wherever he wants to stand. Right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, there's a Star Wars character encounters. That's on Mickey Yav. And like I said, Jabba the Hutt is, is over there, too. Uh, so for the kids, the Jedi training area, you want to try to get them up uh, probably about 20 minutes, 20, 25 minutes ahead of time over in that area because they do pick the kids from the crowd to go over and participate. They don't get everybody, but they try to get a good amount of them. They put them up on the stage and, and down below. So, uh, Underneath the stage? Yeah, and they practiced it. No, they didn't do that. I'm sorry. <laughs> I wasn't paying attention to you. Uh, but they test their skills. They show Your them how child to, isn't as attractive. He has to go underneath the yeah, stage. All right. Uh, they, they show them the skills with a lightsaber. And uh, oh, here's one. Uh, they also have a... Padawan Mind Challenge. Padawan is correct. I did it right. Yes. Uh, younglings, use your Star Wars knowledge to pass the trivia trials and become an official Padawan learner. I didn't pass the test. Oh, no, Bob. The challenge begins at 12 p.m. and 6 p.m. And then they have this thing at the end of the day. It's at 7 o'clock. It's called Hyperspace Hoop Hoopla. And you join your favorite Star Wars characters as they they participate in the all the fun and the galactic stuff uh, for the closing of the event. So it's there's a lot there. I mean, the lines are fairly long for all the pictures uh, for the different characters, and they have some that are walking around. The stormtroopers walk around down back there by. Uh, uh, Mickey Yav, and so there's a lot of things going on. Were there a lot of guests dressed up? Usually there's a lot of Yes, and I wanted, I, I have a gripe. I was sitting on Or is that a grape, Captain Typo? Grape. It, don't pick on me. Uh, 
I was sitting on Hollywood Boulevard, and all of a sudden, the stormtrooper and a, a guy dressed in this brown cape with a hood came from somewhere on one of the streets. And he was a stormtrooper, but he had his helmet off. And he was walking around with his helmet off because it's hot, and these people dress up like they, it's you know they're going to be air conditioned, and it's like eighty six degrees, and all of a sudden they realize they're going to die. So this guy's walking down Hollywood Boulevard, to, kind of towards the entrance, and these people would stop and say, "Can I take your picture?" All of a sudden, this cast member showed up, and the guy disappeared, and that brought thoughts back to you know, remember the Santa Claus thing. Right. And uh, I just, I don't know how he got into the park dressed like that. You know, Disney shouldn't let them come in dressed like that. We went, we went to Mickey's Not-So-Scary Halloween Party, and the guy sitting next to us was dressed as Darth Maul, and really well. And little kids came over and asked if they could take their picture. Little kids from Great Britain. And a cast member told them no. They would not let him take the picture. Yeah, there's a big thing about that with Disney. Right. That if you're in costume, you can't be taking a she picture said to with them, She said to Darth Maul, are you related to these children? And he said, sure. <laughs> <laughs> and she said, back. no, you're not. You're sitting on opposite sides of the street. So she wouldn't let them take a picture. So uh, a couple other things. Uh, I mentioned the Jedi Mickey. He's over on Inside Sounds Dangerous. And they're there from 9 to 7. Uh that's one area, and the fast pass distribution is over somewhere in the area of the fifties uh, primetime cafe. I gave area. you some misinformation. It was Jedi Mickey that was the plush that was really popular, not Darth Vader oh, okay. Mickey. So Darth Jedi Mickey, they put him in the air conditioning. Darth Vader, they leave him out in the sun to bake, and uh, so right along on the side where the fifties uh, thing is, fifties primetime. They have three tents set up for the character or the, the people to sign autographs. So it's a lot more controlled now than it used to be. It was like people would stand in line for hours, and then the, pe- the people signing would get tired, and then everybody would be. So overall, you know, there's a lot of fun to be had over there. And But make some plans on seeing the different shows and, and stuff and getting the kids to the uh, – the Jedi training thing, and especially the 1115. It's one parade, and then at 3 o'clock, they throw the characters into the, the cars parade. The fire pit. The, no, they, no they, at 3 o'clock, they do the parade, but it's not a Star Wars parade. It's their regular parade with all the characters, Okay. and I I, I believe they, they put the characters in, in that, too, uh, that are guests that are... The guest the stars. Yeah. So... But I didn't get to that because it started raining, so I left. All right. So that's it. Well, thank you, Bob. Thank you for your your report on the opening weekend of Star Wars Weekend at MGM Studios. Now, some people think that Bob intentionally mispronounced words in order to get a laugh out of everyone. And I can tell you that was not the case. That was really and truly how we talked. Um, now, I had any number of examples of Bob mangling words that I could have included in this show. But the one that I think demonstrates it best was when Bob launched into an impromptu review of the Rick's Lounge over at Coronado Springs, because this is where the term Mojitos was born. I don't know. I'm just, 
as, as far as I'm concerned, anything they can do to keep the drunken conventioners at Coronado and off the rest of property is good for me. So, Peter, I actually went there last night. Did you get drunk? No. But Did you wear a name tag? <laughs> no. Did you have a badge? I had no badge. You're campaigning. Wait, let's start again. I went there last night. To, to be drunk? Send Bob to the park type thing. Oh, I thought we were starting all over again. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody snorted. Our first snort of the year. But I did go and... I was thinking it's our first hijack of the year. <laughs> yeah, it is. Uh, the, it is similar the, the to... Cooper of segments. The, the bar. The D.B. Cooper. <laughs> oh, God. Go ahead. Um, Let's see if we can get letting get a sentence out. It it does. I can't re- wait for his two minutes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm already ready. <laughs> <laughs> You're gonna have to record it without us here. <laughs> <laughs> okay. It does remind me some uh, somewhat of the Blue Zoo bar area. Case in point. And but. It, it's it's kind of cool. It, it has sitting areas that are spread out around the the whole lounge. That's ingenious. Those are, are called tables. <laughs> no, 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 no. Are they like little intimate seating areas? They're like little, uh, intimate seating areas. <laughs> I've never been to a place like that. <laughs> Tell us more. <laughs> We're intrigued. I'm not going to talk. I, you know, I made a New Year's resolution. This was going to go better, but it's not. Uh, you have no control over it. I was about to say, that needs to be their but, New Year's but, resolution. But it is like little areas set aside where you have couches together with some chairs and, and a small table. And it's, you know, it's. It's different. Like my living room? Like a hotel lobby? <laughs> it, it actually is like a, a living room setting, and they have them spread out around, and then they have like a, the bar area that, you know, you have a wall where you can sit along there, and they have a, like a table or a counter that hangs from the wall. And then they have a disco area where they have actually a dance floor. So they... Oh, great. Bob, people don't disco anymore, by the way. <laughs> well, they, <laughs> This sounds sad. They, they have a DJ, and some of the appetizers, I, I have the menu, so some of the appetizers, they have a cocktail, Campechano shots, which is shrimp and tomato sauce with onions for 11 bucks. Ooh, that sounds good. And then they have a cheese and seasonal fruit platter for 16 bucks. $16 for fruit and cheese? You yeah, betcha. Again, and, uh, and now here is, place, but right? this is this is my case in point that when they cater to the convention crowd, they pretty much add fifty percent to what they would normally charge. This is located right across from the Pepper Market, right? Yes. This is the worst idea I've ever heard. And of the my reason, life. well, they they really did a nice job. I, I took some pictures. I mean, the entrance and everything—it's really a cool space. But you can go across the hallway and eat in the Pepper Market and right. get good food for oh, a decent. Oh, place. I understand that. Uh, they have uh, shahimi, uh, gray tuna. Uh, sashimi, for those of you who didn't get that. <laughs> sashimi. And all the time you're doing this, you can sit at these unusual little seating areas. <laughs> I took pictures of those seating areas, and we're going to have them up this week. Uh, that's $13. Seafood cappuccino uh, is 16 bucks. Lobster meat, crayfish, shrimp with uh, cream anglaise and parmesan stick. That's yeah. 16 bucks. Did I do that right? Yeah, but if they're calling it crayfish, no way. Lobster meat. <laughs> Lobster meat, crayfish, and shrimp. Okay. In a cream anglaise. Well, here's where 
Here's where they also sell. Just watching Bob trying to figure out how to say cream on glaze was fun. Ma- and they have these really unusual people who come to your table and ask you what you want. Martinis are. <laughs> martinis are. They're not tables. They're sitting areas. They're like a living room couch. They carry lounge pads. chairs. Yeah. I think they call them witters. It's a lounge. It's a lounge. It's a lounge. Yeah, but it's like being in a living room. Anyway. And what's the name of the place? Rick's. Rick's what? Lounge. Lounge. Ah. <laughs> So they weren't hiding this fact. <laughs> it's neat. Martinis are somewhere around twelve bucks uh, for a martini. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Okay, hold on. It's going to get better. Uh, Mojitos. Mojitos. Kevin's going. Kevin had a mouthful of soda. <laughs> Do this Mojitos. when I drink. Oh, Jesus. How much are the Mojitos? <laughs> Oh, God. Oh, oh my God. Oh, oh, I can't breathe. <laughs> <laughs> okay, the, in this rarefied air. Oh. The pomegranate is 12 bucks. Pineapple and passion is 12 bucks. Rick's bouquet uh, is, what is that? Bacardi Raz and Champagne Monument served with a rose petal. Fifteen bucks. A Bacardi monument? Bo- no, uh, what? No, a champagne monument. What's a champagne monument? <laughs> it's like a one of those tall glasses. Don't you know nothing? Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> you know your mojitos? <laughs> Don't you know about the mojitos? I knew how to say creme anglaise. Okay, margar- <laughs> margaritas are ten to fourteen bucks. With tequila? Frozen margaritas. <laughs> <laughs> and Grand Mariner. <laughs> Grand Mariner. Okay. <laughs> now, I want to get to the... They actually... Here's, here's something. Don't look at me like that. They actually sell the bottles of the alcohol and bring it to your table. Oh, they're trying to be an upscale Yeah, club. like a VIP or right. something. A VIP. That's where they, those sitting areas oh, come yeah, in. Oh, yeah. Let's hear what they're charging. Okay. Bob. Here we go. Any minute Puff Daddy's going to be there. Okay. The, the Rick's uh, Vodkas. They sell... A, they don't even tell you how much, but it's uh, vodka Belvedere is two hundred and twenty-five dollars. <laughs> oh that's Wait. not unusual if you go to a, like an upscale club in Vegas right. to buy you a see, bottle that's of Vegas. Right. Right. Gray, Gray Goose, two hundred and fifty dollars. You're in Kissimmee. That's a lot. That's a lot. <laughs> You're in Kissimmee. <laughs> Gin. I can get you a case. <laughs> a bottle. A bottle of bomb. Call me. We'll bring you one. <laughs> A bottle of Bombay Sapphire, two hundred bucks. You've got to be kidding me! It gets better, buddy. Rum, Captain Morgan, one hundred and fifty bucks. <laughs> I can get that for four dollars in Mal- St. Martin. Malibu uh, rum, one hundred and fifty. You got to be kidding Bacardi me! Bacardi rum, one hundred and fifty. Bourbon, Crown Royal, two twenty-five. Two hundred and twenty-five dollars. Oh, we get it. We get Jack the idea. Daniels, two twenty-five. Okay, it starts getting better now. Are you going to read the whole thing? Yeah, no, really, no, 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 wait. Pick out just get... the one highest yeah. one for us. Okay, we keep saying it's okay, getting champagne. better. We're trying to wait. Don Perignon Vintage. <laughs> what was wrong with that? Nothing. That was perfect. It was perfect. I practiced. $400. That's and absurd. A, a Pierre Jout. Jouet. <laughs> Flora Brut. It's 400 bucks. Jout Brut. Is that in a monument? And Pierre Jout. I wish to apologize to all the French-speaking <laughs> listeners. Wait. 
<laughs> Those of French origin. And Pierre Jouet. And particularly. Pierre Jouet <laughs> Blanc de Blanc, $650. That's absurd. And Moet and Chandon, Chandon Magnum, 600 bucks. There you go, Julie. The <laughs> well, I don't think I have to post it now. I remind you. Yeah, really. But that's the menu for there. But I also want to mention that right around the corner from it, they opened up uh, what they call the Rick's Cafe. And it's a, like a quick uh, – they have pastries for the morning. And uh, they have uh, – what's that? Croissants or $47. Uh, <laughs> like <laughs> – no, this is more of different. a this is more of like a, a catch and go type thing, grab and go. You have and, to catch your own croissant. But they also have an area. Chocolate nuts coffee. Well, Forty six dollars. No, no, no. They have they have. No, it's a chocolate nuts monument. I, I think they have they have more of an upscale coffee selection, and um, they also have what's the ice cream you like? The Italian ice cream. Um, gelato. Gelato. They have a, a section for that. And a place where you can get just sodas and and things like that. So that's so that's they have just an open to lounge and fast food. <laughs> well, that's around the corner. So. Okay. So that's my. No, that was no, my it, rapid fire. That was your rapid fire <laughs> <laughs> that you just started talking about, Oops, which sorry. is why I was particularly merciless in going after you. So. Um, that wasn't my reasoning. Do you have anything else, Pete? <laughs> that's that's going to do it for me. We'll go to John. <laughs> Now, a running gag on the show has been that uh, Bob always likes to bring in visual props to use on a radio show, and uh, somehow Bob always managed to make that work. I'm not sure how, and I thought this was uh, uh, a great uh, a great example of it and one of the most requested uh, segments that uh, our listeners told us you wanted to hear as, a, as one of your favorites. So here is Bob's Dole Whip segment. And who has one they want to start with? I do. Oh, Bob's hand's the first one up. Uh, Go ahead. I have props today. Uh, more props Hold for the radio on. show. Uh, we, we got an email from Heather Vivonia from Powder Springs, Georgia. I'm sorry, Heather, if I butchered that, but it's something I do. Uh, she asked me about uh, Disney raising the price of the Dole Whip to 425 and if this was true. So, um, and also, she also asked, is it no longer considered a snack on the Disney dining plan? So, Bob went to the park today, Mm -hmm. and I found out. Right now, the Dole Whip with the the float, the pineapple juice with the uh, ice cream, Mm -hmm. is $3.99. I also asked if it can be covered under the Disney dining plan as a snack. And they said yes. And I bought Dole Whips. You brought Dole back. That's right. what the cool. Bob That's walked in with the, a cooler today. Right. So, so it's good news and bad news. Okay, the good news is I bought Dole Whips. The bad news is I drank them all. <laughs> so, but <laughs> did you really? He did. How many did you? Did you Four straws. Oh. I'm sorry. You pig. Are they going up in price? So they, you wait they, a second. You brought a cooler in here yeah. with four empty cups? Dole whips. You were good. Four empty Dole whips. They, they, and that required you bring you had to keep them in a cooler. Well, it, it's I had to hide them. I'm sorry. You could have put the straws in your pocket. I could have. I could have done that, but 
I just wanted you to see I had the dollars. This is and, one of those and, things that's gotten a life of its own on the Diz boards that, you know, I was depressed, but you're psychotic. <laughs> okay. Well, it's roundtable mental illness. <laughs> it is my guess. You know, really? Was, Anybody got some Paxil? It was tough for me to hold all those Dole Whips, and so I couldn't drive the car. So that's what you sat out in the parking lot or in, the, in my driveway no, they were 15 gone. minutes? They were gone before me? I left the Magic Kingdom. Oh, Lord. But the so dole, you brought trash, basically. The, the dole, <laughs> pineapple. Unbelievable. Magic Kingdom I garbage. The, I had the tray and everything for it. Wow, that's very exciting. But the dole pineapple float is three ninety nine plus tax. And right now you can do it on the dining plan. And the soft serve Dole Whip is two eighty nine plus tax. As I was saying, this is one of those things that's gotten a reputation. It's pineapple ice cream. I I like it. It's but they're pine- good. I love it's, them. it's good pineapple ice cream, but it's pineapple ice cream. And it was so and good. It's got this sort of mythic thing that you have to go to the Magic Kingdom and if you didn't get a Dole Whip, your vacation is ruined. It's pineapple soft serve ice cream. It's but- good. But it's just ice cream. No, it's just not ice cream. It, I just can't go past it. It is. It, yeah, I, it, it's I, I got have a to, thing of its I own. I have to agree that at least, at least it it has a reputation, a deserved reputation. It does. I agree. And everything tastes better in the Magic Kingdom. It does. Mm-hmm. Bacon is better in the Magic Kingdom. It's absolutely mm-hmm. true. Uh, it, but you could say that about anything. It's about the, this. The same thing happens with Mickey bars. It's vanilla ice cream covered in chocolate. Oh, that's think, good as, anywhere. But, you know, especially if I think if you've been to the parks multiple times, these are some of the things you look forward to because you can't get them at home. It I mean, brings back for us, it does, for, some, for us, it's a little bit more rote because we're able to go over there whenever we want and grab one. But especially, you know, I remember when, you know, I was planning trips down here. Little things like that really made me excited about my vacation. Okay. I can't wait to get a Dole Whip. Okay. You know? I'm even older than you. I remember when you used to go into the park and you used to get fruit juice in it. Little container that looked like the fruit of the juice. Oh, I remember those. You remember those remember shaped those, like yeah. grapes and oranges? Yeah. Right. So I understand, but again, you can get a Dove bar in the public. It's not. It's not the same. It's not. The you same. you not actually the same. hit the nail on the head. Everything tastes better in the Magic Kingdom, and I think that's it. Yeah. It's part of this nostalgia or memories that you have from the past when you were there with the family and everybody got a Dole Whip and you sat on So it could be liver and onions that you're craving. It, it could be. I okay. mean, I, gotcha. when I go back to Massachusetts, I have to go to a certain Chinese restaurant because it's the greatest Chinese food in the world. So yeah. the bottom line is that they have, the price has gone up to four twenty. No. No, it's three ninety nine. It's three ninety nine right now. It may be going up in the future, and I'll have to go back and check again. All right. So get us each one again. That, I will. Uh, that answers that question. Thank you, Mr. Varley. Thank you for bringing your trash to uh, <laughs> Roundtable. I have one, both literally and figuratively. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's mean. That was awful. <laughs> no, it's cool. He went over there and he got the information. I think that's very cool. Uh, whose idea was it? It was. It was yours. Thank you. I had it on my schedule, I'm though. The mastermind behind my... everything Bob does. Oh, no. Oh, <laughs> wow. You really want to take credit for that? No, I don't. Not at all. Really? In June of 2007, we released a special anniversary show to celebrate the Diz 10th anniversary. And as part of that show, I asked everyone to tell their story, everyone here at the table, about how they found the Diz. This is probably one of the toughest seg- this was probably the toughest segment for me to listen to as I was putting this together. But I am so glad that we got this story on the show before Bob passed away. 
So I thought it a fitting way to end this uh, retrospective on Bob with his Diz story from our 10th anniversary show. So without further ado, I'm going to start with Bob. Bob, why don't you uh, give people a little, a little background in your history on the Diz? Okay, Pete. How I got into this whole thing going back is a long time ago. I've been a Disney nut going way back. And I used to watch the wonderful world, uh, world, color, world of color on TV. And we, when Bob watched it, it was the wonderful world of black and white. Black and white. <laughs> it, yeah, it was. And we had to go to a relative's house to see it in color. But I've always been a Disney fan and really liked Walt Disney. A couple of things. Uh, my family, we used to do, I used to do all the trip planning and everything for the, for the family. And I'd have everybody in the family all wrapped up. And, I mean, they were singing when they went through the gates at Disney World. And um, a couple of things. And give you some background. I used to work for. They were wrapped up in singing? <laughs> They'd be so. Uh, they'd be wrapped up. They'd be worked up about up. being at Disney World. Sorry, so I don't think it was wrapped. Going. I said I had this whole up. bondage okay. thing going. No, no. But I mean, you'd get in the uh, the rental car at the airport, and the your kids would be singing M I C K E Y when they were smaller, and uh, they just enjoyed going to Disney, and uh, so. And I enjoyed going to Disney. Uh, I worked for Stop and Shop. I was a manager there. And in the food business, it's intense. So you need to get away and unwrap. And one of the, I just want to read you a note from uh, one of the notes that a person left for me that kind of tells you why I needed to unwind. Okay? Here, here it is. This one I found on my desk. Four score and seven years ago. Nope. <laughs> it's on this piece of parchment. A, no, it is. It, it looks like the Liberty thing. Piece of paper looks like it's 30 years old. This um, is 11887. 11, okay, this is just after my, my dad died in 87. It says, Jack fainted about 1.30, fell on top of poor Kelly. So I called Paul. Linda helped until Paul got here. Do not know how he is. They sent him to the hospital in an ambulance. That's the kind of notes I used to get, you know, and people, and I'd have to, you know, I'd unwind. So those, I just wanted to read that. Anyway, uh, we we went to Disney several times, and we did the planning. And then there was a time, you know, I'd go to my travel agent and book everything through her. And all of a sudden, I realized that I knew more about Disney than she did for booking trips. So I realized that, you know... It was easier for me to book trips than to go to my travel agent. So I started searching the web, and uh, I, I found you guys about the same time I, I had broken my ankle in 97. And uh, in between 87 and 97, I had produced a TV show called The Car Show with Junior D'Amato in the Boston area. People in the Boston area will know him. And we were doing a live TV show every Wednesday night through our cable company and and then about six years into that i started this the world of disney show and i was produced i was actually on the tv show on our local cable network so i was doing things and through the world of disney i met alex uh he called in 
on a show. Well, for those people listening who don't know who Alex is, why don't you? Okay, Alex is one of the webmasters that just keeps the site running. Alex is our uh, Alex is our IT guy. Uh, IT, right? And he, you know, I met up with him through one of those things, and I introduced him to Peter eventually, and things went on with Alex. Uh, so I I had broke my ankle in 97, and I was home, and that's when I started searching the Internet and doing a lot of stuff on the Internet. And I actually, you know, the Internet and the Diz saved me because I was pretty much isolated at home, and I, I couldn't go out anywhere or do stuff. And spending day after day, you know, you have people all over the world that you talk to every day through the, the website on the boards and everything. And I started answering questions on the boards. And uh, then in 98, I came down and we went out to dinner at the Swan. At Palio. At Palio's. And, you know, we never met before. And it was like, okay. And, of course, Bob had, uh, Bob had like, 15 folders full of things to talk. I mean, the, the, the first meeting I ever had with him, he does this all the time. He always shows up with like, well, I have props. He moves in. He, he shows up with like, yeah, he shows up like three briefcases, no matter, you know, just comes to your house for dinner. He shows up with like three briefcases. And I'm like, well, I just, I remember that first time we met at Palio and I'm like, oh man, this guy is like off the, off the chain. I thought he was yeah. selling like fake gold watches. Or you know? So, you know, sometimes I do get intense, but, uh, I mean, we had a great dinner, and I remember afterwards we, the group, we walked around the uh, the lake, and I think we went and had an ice cream or something uh, over at Beaches and Cream. Maybe. So. Uh, and then you kissed me. I was just going to say. And then we looked into each other's eyes. And then you kissed me. Well, that was getting too emotional. But, uh, but you know, in... 2000, I, Diana and I were talking to you, and you had said, uh, back in 99, actually, Diana asked you when you wanted me down here, and you said, yesterday. So in the first part of 2000, I packed up the house, put half of it in a truck, and drove it down here without even having a house being built yet. And I actually built a house in 2000. And moved in, in in November. Was it 2000? It was 2000. Wow. So it's been... S- seven years. Seven been years. Uh, but I, I pulled into a parking lot out in, uh, off of uh, Route 27 and parked the truck in the parking lot and went in and pointed to the truck to the girl and said, I need to, I need to build a house. And she spent the next two weeks driving me around Central Florida looking at houses and lots and... I actually de- put a deposit on a house, and Diana was still back up in Massachusetts. And you were also one of the uh, one of the original Dreams agents. Yes, I, I was one of the original Dreams agents, and uh, I was the moderator on the boards uh, for the general board when it was before it became theme parks. Yeah, and a lot of things happened on the, on that. I was host of Monday Night Chat, and that's where the virtual tours started in chat rooms. I used to post pictures, and I, I had a whole 
thing ready in clip art for the night. And uh, I can remember Alex, I'd let him drive the bus around. We'd do tours of the different parks, and, you know, I would try to hit all the... Doing this whole thing in the chat room, too. Right. And, you know, I was blowing up the chat room some nights because I was post. I had it to the point where I could even put fireworks into the chat room chat room and and pictures and some of the people couldn't computers couldn't handle it and they'd go offline for a while and then come back and yell at me donna aka uh, cruella she was in the chat room and we had a whole group in there that you know every week we'd we'd go around and and do something on monday nights and which was a lot of fun the other thing i i had was i had harold Remember Harold? Oh, Harold, that puppet. The puppet? That freakish puppet you carried around? Oh, no. Is Harold in the box? He's wrapped up in singing. Oh, my gosh. That's not Harold. This is mini Harold. Harold's in a plastic bag under the table. It's just I don't have time. (laughs) I told you he was in the bondage. Uh, (laughs) But somebody at one of our meets made mini Harold for me. Oh, okay. But... (laughs) <laughs> like Harold, Harold is, <laughs> if you if you go into uh, are we going to take a picture of this freakish thing or what? <laughs> I actually it have a scary. I have a picture of it that we can post. I'll send it to. It's Corey. wearing three D glasses and a plaid vest. <laughs> <laughs> what the? It's heck? very abominable snowman flat Stanley. <laughs> it looks just like the one from Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer. <laughs> but Harold, Harold used to be my alter ego that I used on the boards, and he'd go and mm. do chats. So. Uh, and then we also did the Around the World tour. And that was in uh, September of 2001 for 2001. Dreams Unlimited. We, did, uh, we spent 30 days between the cruise line and every hotel on Disney property. We did a whole tour, did a whole thing on the, uh, on the web. It was really cool. I actually have the, the key cards. Yeah, key cards. From, from September 1st to November, October 1st that we had for the... Yeah, uh, our base of operations for the Around the World Tour was over at, uh, well, it was then the Disney Institute. We had uh, one of the villas, I guess, and uh, we had it for a month. That's where we stayed. That was also the last time I got a chance to spend any time with my father before yeah, he died. You down really, here. you my really... Father, my father died the following July. And you really, I can remember one night he, we were in the... Me same, ready, getting ready to throw him out a window? Well, one night he... he actually went to bed and he said good night to everybody went downstairs into the room that had three beds in it and proceeded to lock the door and like two hours later i was going down to bed and it was like the door was locked and, and my father we, was, he a, was a very snoring. heavy sleeper so we had to actually break into the room to get to go to bed after editing all the video but i have one more thing for you I, that's a picture i took back a ways oh my god and it's of you stand, uh, posing, kneeling in front of your... My brick. Your brick. Oh, wow. Jeez. One of the pavers for that they did for uh, uh, paving yeah. around Walt Disney World. The walk around the world, isn't the that what that's called? The walk around the world, Just quick, two other things. I just wanted to mention with the Diz, the the corn are these, people. Are these like your your <laughs> they, these the corn people? Are, adult, are these your adult toys? <laughs> Remember the the can of corn from Mom, the. I just brought. But we need to explain this stuff to people I know. who are listening because this is like all inside stuff. Um, there was a post on the board some years ago. What's the strangest thing or the weirdest thing you've ever seen in Walt Disney World? And people were posting all sorts of stuff, and then somebody posted. 
um, that they saw a family sitting on the steps at City Hall in the Magic Kingdom eating corn out of a can. Oh, my gosh. Um, and that was the weirdest thing. That, and then this began a whole thing about the corn people. <laughs> and this went on for, oh, my. It had to be years, years. that we this went the, on the with corn the corn people. people. Um, but so I, Bob I actually had to bring has it. a stuffed animal, uh, a stuffed ear of corn. And a can of corn. And a can of corn. A can of corn. <laughs> From 1812, it looks like. <laughs> well, oh, but I, I just wanted to bring it. And the last thing, I know I'm, we're tight on time. The One of the things I did on the boards was a virtual tour of being Tinkerbell on the tour. Oh, that's right. Remember that? And Bob and his green tights. And one of the one of the Dismeets, they actually gave me green tights. Seamless green Seamless tights. green tights <laughs> at the at the meet. And now you I, see they're in the package. I want to see them on you. Well, that's not going to happen today. But <laughs> I, there is a god. I have gone back and I actually found the tour uh, the the thing on on Tinkerbell and I I had posted it on the uh, one of the boards, but I've got it back, and if we can get it back as a post or something on the, uh, we'll post it on the the podcast board so people can read sure. it. Sure. Uh, so people can get an idea of some of the stuff that we did in the past. Well, one of the things I'm going to do too is um, I don't know if you're familiar, if you guys are familiar with the Wayback Time Machine on the internet. There's a website you can go to that has been caching pages on the internet for like years. You go in, you enter a, a URL, and it will show you what that site looked like going back a certain number of years. I think on the Diz, it goes back as far as either 99 or 2000. Um, but I'm going to be posting um, links to what the Diz looked like at various points over the last 10 years. I wish, I wish, I wish I had the original two designs, the first two designs that we did. The Wayback Time Machine, I think, starts the third the third iteration of the site. But the first two, I wish I had those, because that would be cool. But they're long gone. They're long gone. But So I brought back as much as I could, and that's my story, and I'm going to stick to it. You know, I, for as much as I bust Bob's chops, uh, I have to say that, that he is one of the best friends I've ever had in my life. He's... Um, He's Johnny on the spot. You never need anything. Bob is right there. Doesn't matter what it is. Does it, there's no. There's nothing too much to ask of him. And I could not have asked for a better friend. I could not ask for a better coworker. And you know, just one of the good guys. One of the good guys. And when I think about, you know, those times that I stop and I think about the gifts that I've been given from this site, uh, your friendship and. The friendship that we we formed over the last better part of the last ten years is very high on the list of gifts. So I wanted to make sure I, I added that in there, Bob. 